Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast with S. Ankoman, Head of Commodities, ESG and Emerging Markets Research EMEA. It's Friday 6 October 2023 and in this week's podcast with Essan, we're discussing the latest Commodities Thought Leadership Report. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Hassan. Great to see you in London today for the podcast recording. Thanks, Nizina. Good to be here in person with you. So, Hassan, you've been talking to me about your latest commodities thought leadership report that contextualizes your expectations of what the commodities outlook into year-end looks like. Can you offer our listeners the key takeaways? Sure, Nasnina, absolutely. So it's been exactly 50 years since the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, that's OPEC, imposed an embargo of oil on America, turning a modest inflation problem into a protracted bout of soaring prices and economic misery. Now, the stagflation of the 1970s, which is a portmanteau of slowing growth and elevated inflation, is reawakening in our view. Now, whilst inflation observes contractions in demand, which lead to surpluses and downwards pressure on commodities, stagflation rather observes demand remaining above supply and thus there are persistent shortages of physical goods and services. Now, given that commodities are assets which perform best when they are in deficits, they are in our view the ideal hedge that have historically proven to offer high returns, low correlation with other assets and protection from inflation during stagflationary episodes. Now, looking at the 1970s, the best example of stagflation, commodities performed well on an outright as well as a relative basis, especially during late cycle, which is exactly where we are today. Now, at stagflation's core in our view is severe limitations on supply, which the market has to rebalance through demand destruction as prices in the economy keep rising, but economic activity does not. Now, in this context, we hold conviction that Fed-induced slowdowns are merely a short-term abatement of the symptom that is inflation and not a cure for the problem that is inadequate production capacity led by a near decade of underinvestment in carbon-intensive supply. Now, when Fed Chair Volcker tamed inflation through sharp rises in the Fed funds rate between 1980 and 1981, it was after a decade of rising capex during Fed Chair Burns' period in office that allowed that subsequent fall in demand the space to de-bottleneck global supply chains. Now, fast forward to today, a new investment cycle has yet to emerge. And when it does, in our view, it will likely be disorderly and prolonged as ESG investing fairly influences capital flows needed to stimulate the next round of investment. Now, looking ahead, Nesnina, while it appears that higher for longer rates are needed today to lower demand and inflation, they also drive a lack of adequate capacity that will prolong the structural underinvestment in physical commodities that underpins our decades-long supply-constrained supercycle thesis. Now, we believe that by only promoting higher investment in capacity and bearing the higher cost of physical inflation today, can policymakers avoid the supply constraints 
of stagflation later. Now, absence a sufficient supply response, in our view, commodities remain the perfect hedge against stagflation trepidation. Thanks for that insight, Ehsan. Enjoy the rest of your trip and we look forward to hearing from you again next time. Thanks a lot, Nasnina. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.